What do you do when you realize that you're a woman trapped in a man's body? What do you do when you realize the man you married is a woman? In this series, we reflect on our past to discuss how we got here and explore where we can go from this point moving forward. Hi, and welcome to a special edition of The Rage, straight to you from Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center with the star of the show, Calista, Calista Termini. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to say that or not. That's so funny. Did I already introduce myself? I'm no, Jennifer Termini. Okay. I am Jennifer Termini, and damn I'm, it. Yeah, and then Calista Termini. Just saying. Just saying. So, you are post-op. Post-op. For the bottom. For the bottom. Yep, I had my gender confirmation surgery um, a week ago. And hopefully I will be, so it was on Friday, today's Thursday. And so hopefully tomorrow is my expectation was that I'll go home. Provided you can evacuate your system on Pro your own. Provided I poop, yeah. I was trying to be a little more delicate. So yesterday, Calista told me that She's been in the bed for days, and she was after how many days you were finally able to walk around, take a shower? Five days of bed rest. And at what point could you actually get up and then use, use the, the toilet with your new apparatus? New anatomy? Yeah. Um, five days. So after, so I had during the surgery. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday. Wednesday. So yesterday was the fifth day. Okay. Yes. So... Um, I had an epidural uh, put in for the surgery, and that stayed in me for the first three days. It stayed in for the um, operation day, and then three days post-op. Okay. Um, so I really wasn't feeling much down there. Mm -hmm. And then once that finally uh, was taken out, then I was put on oral uh, painkillers. And so at that point, um, I still had all of the... Um, uh, dressings and the catheter and the uh, drains uh, from the area. And when you say dressings, do you, do the, does that also mean that they like pack something up inside there? Yeah. Like yeah. gauze or yeah, exactly. whatever it is. Yeah. No, they pack it with gauze. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, you know, I don't know if they use any, you know, special material or anything like that, but yeah, they basically pack it with gauze. So on day five, was when they finally removed all of that packing and it's all like vacuum packed too so that it's any <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, la I'm laughing because we came to visit like what three days in two uh -huh. days in and Calista's like do you want to see and I'm like whoa like I wasn't quite prepared for that and I knew she well, I wasn't 100% sure she wasn't going to be able to show me skin, but like she had the packaging on there and she showed me a photograph. She, she, and I said, sure, but I was kind of shocked. And then she shows me the picture and I'm just looking at this picture and, and I'm like, I think I just stood there silently, right? <coughs> you might have. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because I was... There wasn't really anything to see other well, that, than... that's the point. Yeah. That's what was interesting, weird to me. Not weird. I shouldn't say weird. And I always say interesting, so I got to find another word. Um, it was intriguing to me to look at the photograph and see that where once was a bulge is now flat. 
So that's what struck me first, mm. was it's just flat. And that's my, I was just kind of stuck on that. So, but I was a little, I, I just wasn't quite ready to yeah. see the photo, but I wanted to support you. Mm -hmm. So that was that. Yeah, and I guess in my, you know, haze, I wasn't really thinking it through. Um, it, and I just figured, well, it, all it is is just like the, you know, outside of all of Yeah, the, it's more what it represents. And, and also <laughs> Athena so. was having some trouble before we came to the hospital. She didn't admit that it was because we were coming here. Instead, she blamed it on wrinkly jeans, her hair not looking right, you know, all these external things that to me was just smokescreen for that she was uncomfortable maybe for this whole experience and so I was worried about that and, and we got here and she kind of had a funny look on her face because you know she's not comfortable in hospitals and neither am I but I definitely pulled it together to be able to come and support and I even offered to brush your hair because is this making you uncomfortable me talking no, this way keep going because I just didn't want to be honest about sure what's enough, going on so I wanted to support you and her hair looked like crazy nest had been made and you know, so I said let me brush your hair and I was more than happy to do that I wanted to do that I wanted to bring some comfort to Callista and but what was um fascinating to me is that at the end of all this after our visit we were here for a couple of hours and Athena was fine she she didn't like seeing the catheter and she didn't like seeing some of the tubes which is natural normal like right um but she was fine. But when we got home, I laid down on the sofa and like tears just started streaming out of my eyes. And I thought, where are these tears coming from? So what I realized is what I always do, I suppress my feelings in order to get through the day or get through whatever I need to do to be of support or be of service or be there for whoever needs me. But I turn myself off. Like I just go numb, which is, this is just my observation of my experience, but I'm very happy for Calista, so I don't want anyone to misinterpret my tears or my awkwardness as that I'm not supporting you. So what were the tears about? I don't know. I mean, I don't know other than to say this is still a process for me. It's still a... I'm still grieving. I'm, there's still loss. There's still just discomfort. There's... It's going to take me a while, even though I'm happy for you I don't know they just were there so that tells me I'm still processing mm -hmm. valid and for me looking down and seeing nothing like I almost want to cry right now it's I think maybe I was more attached to that part of you but it wasn't just that it was the whole package it was you as my husband mm -hmm. so look I'm gonna cry so I think I'm still I'm just still dealing with it. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you're still dealing with it. Um, and, yeah, I would imagine as much as I was, it was physically attached, um, all my life I never really had much of an attachment to it. Like, um, you know, when I was uh, living my life as my assigned birth, you know, guys would just be so proud of their penis. And like, I know there's tissues right there too. I didn't expect to cry. I don't know why exactly um, I'm crying other than 
just a lot. Yeah. And I just never really cared, you know? It just, you know, it wasn't like some trans women who, like, vehemently, like, hate it. Like, there have been, you know, uh, cases where girls have actually tried to, you know, cut it off themselves. Um, which, that's how desperate some of them have been. So, for me, I just never had... You know, if anything, it's always just been sort of like, all right, well, there it is. Um, yeah, and you're very excited about I keep looking down because you've kind of got your thing. Why are you down like that? Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> because I'm having hot flashes. Hot flashes. Yeah, I'm just so hot. Wow. And is that hormonal? Well, it's definitely, I think, I'm trying to figure it out if it's hormones, if it's um, from, you know, the... Um, uh, the body recovering from such a traumatic surgery. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, toxins coming out of my skin. You know, is it the pain medicine? I don't know. Um, but it could be, you know. Sorry, I'm laughing again because I asked, she said, I was able to take my bandages off. And, and I said, oh, were you able to see, uh, you know, everything that's down there and it's filled with stitches and all that? And she said, yeah, I was. And I said, so how is it? And she goes, angry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine what an angry, angry vagina looks like. Well, I can show you. <laughs> I am so not ready for that no, yet. I, I know. mean, I'm not I ready know. for that. So, and then, and, and I have no intention of showing you anyway. So, so our daughter asked later that night. She kind of had a funny look on her face, and she said, "Mom, what did it look like?" And I said, "Well, I didn't see anything. I just saw the packaging, and I just saw that it was flat." Um. And that's when she said, oh, okay. And she said, I've seen the surgery on TikTok. I've seen an animated version of it. And I said, okay, you know. She doesn't want to talk to me about it, really. She'll just give me these little, these little nuggets. And uh, I don't want to push because she gets overwhelmed with stuff. So, But I know she's interested and she's doing her own investigating. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to... She supports you, too, but she's trying to come to grips with all of it as sure. well. It's just, it's a big... It is. Big change for everyone. I know. I know. And I was thinking as I was driving over here, why is it harder? Like, it's harder for me probably because you were my husband. If you were just my friend, mm -hmm. I'd be, woohoo, go girl, you know, so happy for you. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be crying. I would just be, like, I think it's easy to support a friend, but like when when someone is your husband, your partner, your mate, your mm -hmm. someone that you made a commitment in a church to, like it's, it just feels different. Mm -hmm. It just feels different to me. So I feel guilty sometimes because I feel like I should be not crying. I should be totally thrilled for you. And I am thrilled for you, but I'm also crying and sad. So I, gotta find another word for than interesting but it's a uh, it's fascinating it's um yeah well and you know i think too what and then you tell me about like you know that athena's you know had a, a meltdown and that you know you're sad and everything and then i still feel like there is that part of me that will always reside as as you know i don't know how to put it but like you know, I mean, when you've been with someone and to the point where neither one of us wanted to, um, you know, we weren't 
there were things that we needed to work on in our relationship, certainly. But had this not been one of those things, um, neither one of us were looking at this like, oh, well, you know, we don't want to be together. Right. So I, by saying that, what I mean to say is that you tell me these things and I still feel like as your husband, I still need to respond to them. Like I'm, there's something I'm supposed to do. About oh, it. right. And so it's like... I make it better in yes, some ways. Yes, I still feel like, like then I take on that sadness. And then it, like, so I wouldn't, I told my girlfriend and I was just like, yeah, Athena's doing this and, you know, Jennifer's sad. And it's just like, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. You know? And I feel guilty telling you that because it I know that you take on that sadness and here's the time when you just want to be joyful yeah and I want you to be joyful mm -hmm. but if I'm being honest it's difficult for me well and I'd always prefer honesty than you know uh warmed over bullshit because I can dish up some warm over bullshit if I have to. Of course we can. We all yeah. do. And we always do. It's that whole, like, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Great. You know, and go about your yep. day. Kind Pleasantries of. that are just yeah. surface. Yeah. So, no, that's not. I'd rather always have the unvarnished truth because having been someone who was living a lie, um, I recognize now how, you know, when I think about things that have happened in my life and you think sort of like bullet points, like, a lot. I was thinking about this just earlier. So many things happened in my childhood. Like you think about all the things, all the little things that you remember. Yeah. And then there's like in my, you know, um, mid adulthood years where it was just like rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And um, oh, hold on. One second. Hi. Hi. Oh, they ordered this stuff. What's Hi. Hi. How are Hello. you? Fine. Good. Okay. So. Um, you know, one thing I'll say, um, yeah, so certainly we just had that little interlude, so that happens all the time. Oh, you mean someone coming in and putting a shot in you of, what they put in, halperin? Heparin. Heparin, and that's to stop blood clots? Yeah, prevents, it's a blood thinner. Okay. So it prevents, uh, yeah, because I just sit here for the most part, but I am, it was tough because what I was telling you before about um, with all the packing and the tubing and all of that, is that I literally couldn't move. Oh, yeah. Know? And so I had, um, you know, compressors on my legs that keep, you know, they actually kind of felt nice. Yeah, like a little massage. Yeah, keeping the blood flowing and doing all of that. But now those are off and I've been disconnected from, you know, the tubes and all of that. And taken, they've taken a lot of the equipment away. So I just have one thing here now just in case they need to uh, suddenly put fluids in me or, you know, something like that. Um, but it was yesterday that the, all of the packing came out and all of that. Could you tell if the packing was stuck to the skin? Because you know how sometimes as a wound is raw and it's healing, it'll it'll form, it'll attach itself to pack it to the so bandage? The, 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 I, there's a special name for the stuff that they use to surround the wound with. Okay. And it needed like a like an applicant, like a alcohol or something in order to release, oh, to release it. The yeah, but I mean, I had stuff all over me. And so when they pulled, and so another thing I've noticed is that you can see here, see that, a that's a blister Ooh. from surgical tape. Oh, wow. You're um, allergic? No, I'm not allergic. But what happens is that 
the surgical tape pulls on my skin and it creates friction um, blisters. Mm -hmm. So I, f I had a big friction blister there. I have one down here. I've, that happened when you had your boobs done, yeah, right? Yeah, had them on my boobs too. And so, and so it happened down below too. Mm -hmm. So, joy. <laughs> um, and even some, like I can show you here, like... I don't think the camera can no, see it, but, but I can see it. Yeah, so you see how there's like um, scabs there. Yeah, so and, let's describe it for those who are listening on uh, the yeah. podcast and not YouTube. That It just looks like a kind of like a thick cat scratch. Like if a cat had nails that were uh, a quarter inch thick, it looks like four little scratches. Yeah, so basically... there. And what's that from? The bandage? It was from an, uh, an adhesive oh. that was holding one of the... that was holding the tube lines. Mm -hmm. And so when they peeled it off, it tore my skin. Oh, wow. Okay. It. So oh, my skin geez. is just really sensitive. And, so and beyond the healing from the surgery, you're going to be healing all the different wounds on your skin from yeah. tape and it... Uh, yeah. Things, yeah. I couldn't think of the word, but yeah. Yeah. So, did you just put this jewelry on today? For no, I put it on yesterday. You've been wearing your jewels, rocking the jewels in yeah, the just hospital bed. Things on, you know, just to feel pretty. Because again, you just kind of sit here and you just feel gross. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to at least put some stuff on to make myself feel a little bit nicer. You know, have something of my own to wear. Yeah. You know, instead of like the disgusting hospital gowns mm -hmm. and things like that. Easy um, access hospital gowns. Yeah. And scratchy, too. Kind of scratchy? Kind of scratchy. <laughs> um, so everything came out. And then my doctor, uh, my, the doctor who was the surgeon, um, she... Did uh, she show you how to dilate? She showed me how to dilate. Do they, did they use your dilator? So yeah. you brought them here? Yeah. yeah. So and I do they start with the smallest one? Yeah. What color is that? Orange. Orange. Um, and it's called, it's the Petite 2. <laughs> so I have the petite number two, and it's orange. And, you know, she did the first one. Just How long do you leave it in? She says 15 minutes. My girlfriend says it's not bad to leave it in for 30. Mm -hmm. So I'm leaving it in for 30 because, you know, if I'm going to do it, you know, might as well do it as do it well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think any time between 15 and 30 is probably fine, but I have to do it three times a day, every single day. So nine in the morning, one o'clock in the afternoon and nine o'clock at night. Is it uncomfortable? It's uncomfortable now because everything is swollen um, and then angry and angry, the angry, cross angry. Right now. Um, it doesn't hurt. It's just uncomfortable. And, you know, I'm just basically watching the clock, watching the minutes go by. Do you have to put a lubricant on it? Tons of lubricant. So just a water-based <laughs> lubricant, and you put it in. That makes sense. And, um, and you just very slowly insert it, and there's markers on it till you know when you reach the right spot. And you, I can tell, I can feel like when I've sort of hit the, hit the, the top where it can't go any further. Um, and then I basically just hold it there for, keep some pressure on it, and hold it there <clears throat> for 30 minutes. Okay. And then take it out. Um, but, you know, so right now I have to do it three times a day, every day for the first month. Then I think it goes down to twice a day. And then eventually it's once a day. Eventually, by this time next year, it should only be that I need to do it once or twice a week. And then for the rest of your life, like once a month or whenever? Like I think once a week, twice a week for the rest of my life, mm -hmm. probably. But I think a lot of that also depends on, um, 
you know, how active are you using it? Um, I don't actually expect... Oh, you mean like in real, real with another person? Yeah, if you're using it actively for intercourse, then you probably don't need to. Okay. But I don't actually expect to be that, you know, actively using it. You don't? Not, not, I, I just don't know. It's so weird to even think about it right now. You know, the reason to do this was more about, you know, that feeling of wholeness, having that wholeness of finally, like, feeling like this is, you know, the body and the anatomy that I've always wanted more so than, and, you know, sex right now is just not something I'm thinking about. Well, it's intriguing. Yeah. Finding another word. Yes. <laughs> Wait, I have to find another <coughs> word. It's intriguing several times, but you weren't speaking that way a year ago. Oh, interesting. A year ago, you were very sex-focused. Mm. And you were very excited to use it in that manner. Ask me again in, next year, and I'll probably give you a different answer. Yeah so, yeah, so I just find the arc of... And that's human. That's a human condition. Sure. Of course we're going to change our mind. Of course we're going to have different needs, wants, and desires. But I'm noting that... A while back, you mm -hmm. were very, and maybe that's the hypersexualization that I've talked about in another episode, where when you separate, and you people want uh, to yeah. go wild, and maybe that was your expression of hypersexualism is that desire to want to have intercourse with a new vagina, and you were fantasizing about it, mm -hmm. and now that you have it. Mm -hmm. You are saying perhaps you will not use it in that capacity as much. Yeah, I think, so here's the thing I've noticed over the course of the past year, my sex, my desire for sex has gone down significantly, um, more so out of just boredom than anything else. I mean, we've been in a, we've been in a, um, what do you call it, a pandemic. pandemic, and I've been so focused on other things. Um, so I think circumstances matter a lot. Um, so I don't know how I'm going to, you know, put my new anatomy yeah. um, to use. But I also know that I'm, you know, with another woman. So yeah. what's that going to look like? The two of us have yet to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but this healing process isn't something that happens in a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, so I think I'm focused right now more on making sure that I'm doing everything I need to do to heal um, and take care of myself and then sort of see what, where everything is once I'm at a place where I feel healed and, and everything feels connected. Yeah, and you are completely within your right to change your mind. Absolutely. I change my mind all the time. All the time. One week I feel sexy and like I want to do things, and another week I could care less. Yeah. So I get it, and yeah. I'm not holding you to anything. I just wanted to point that out, how it was very... I try, I'm just going to say interesting. I'm trying not to say interesting, but it's friggin' interesting Okay. that you were very sex-focused yeah. back in the day. Well, and I would even say, like, um, you know, if you had asked me two months ago about the surgery, are you going to do it? Absolutely, 100%. No question about it. And then as the days grew nearer, it was like, oh, my God, I'm having the surgery and I'm afraid. Yeah. And... Um, and like, and thinking of like, you're, like it's major, like what you're doing is major surgery and irreversible, <clears throat> right? Irreversible. <clears throat> and so there was, there was all of that. And this thought of what if I'm making a horrible mistake, excuse me, 
<clears throat> um, so part of that worry was, I mean, that was all fear-based, mm-hmm. all of that. But then you go through this, and of course, now you feel terrible. You're in a hospital room with, you know, all kinds of lines and tubes and everything connected to you. And, um, and, and, and your mind goes to that primal place of, oh, oh my God, what have you done? And, 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 you, and all of a sudden, it's like all of that fear just comes crashing down and literally wants to, like, you know, hold you hostage. And yeah. so I knew that I just had to be like, can't listen to that, can't pay attention to that, I need to do what I need to do, that this will pass and all of this. But it was, you know, it was a moment where it was like the, my stomach just dropped out from underneath me feeling like you've just made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, talked to some friends who have had the surgery and they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that happens. Um, so I, I, it was nice to hear other girls like I'd be like, this is what I experienced. So like, yep, I experienced that, too. So yeah. don't worry. It was really like reassuring to sort of know that that's sort of part of the process. Yeah. So for me, walking into this space reminded me of when I gave birth to our daughter, because there's so many similarities in the recovery room. Obviously, the catheter, the epidural, the being in the bed, not being able to walk, mm-hmm. uh, having a C-section, you know, they cut the entire muscle. And so I was relating to you and I was thinking, wow, this is sort of like your birth experience. Yeah. This is what it's like to be having given birth in a C-section type of a way. And um, so I thought that was kind of cool Yeah, I uh, too. for you to have that, it, whether you appreciate that or not, it, I it know just I struck do. me. Because even though it's even though while I haven't given birth, I think that the experience of having anything related to your, <clears throat> you know, with with you know giving birth, whether it's vaginal or through C-section, just all of the effort and work and struck and struggle that you have to go through. And how healing. scary it is right before it was so scary for me going into the hospital <clears throat> and yeah. knowing that I was potentially going to feel pain and. And there was going to be blood, and it was going to be surgery and stitches and discomfort, and it was it was a lot. It was a lot, yeah. So um, I do. I I want to be able to, like, I don't know what the word is. It's sort of like feel like I'm a sister in arms. Yeah. In that respect, like, oh yeah, I have some experience of, you know, what all of that is like. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, while. A baby is the end result with you. Um, you know, the end result is, you know, I have my... It's a girl. It's a girl. Yes, it's still a girl. Yes. <laughs> it's a girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Born at 555 <clears throat> on May 21st. Yes, yeah. And then a long time healing mm-hmm. after that. Um, so that'll be, it'll be like reverse childbirth, you know, like nine months of, you know... Oh, of, yeah. Of healing. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Until your final <clears throat> vagina is... <clears throat> Revealed to the world. You have a gender reveal. Oh my god! Are you gonna have a gender reveal party? I'm not party? gonna have a gender reveal party. <laughs> <laughs> that is not on. <laughs> I don't think my girlfriend would care for that too much. <laughs> it's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That's funny. Yeah. So 
Have we covered everything you wanted to cover in this I think so. special hospital this edition? Special hospital edition. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I think so good. too. Yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening on the podcast. We appreciate it. We do so much. Um, as always, uh, please hit that like button. Um, Subscribe. Yeah. Send us your comments, your questions. We would be so happy to answer them if we are able to. Great. Take care, everyone. I'll see you soon. Thank you for tuning into The Rage. If you haven't done so already, please hit the like, share, and subscribe button now. We truly appreciate all your wonderful support. Find us on social media at The Rage Episodes and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Want to get more involved? Join us on Patreon. Supporters receive extra benefits as well as access to member-only content. Thanks again and have a beautiful day.